Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about Nicole Remy, the heroine of the Regency reality dating show, The Courtship. We've been, as Mr. Cones might say, devouring this show like a fresh corn dog. And we have just been dying to get to know its lovely lead. So we're sitting down with Ms. Remy to talk about her time on the show, why she wanted to date like a member of the Regency era aristocracy, and so much more. Just a note for listeners, we are chatting on Wednesday afternoon, shortly before the latest episode of The Courtship is set to air. Nicole, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. This is so fun. Um, <laughs> I love the Christian Cones references. <laughs> He's such a character. We have really been carefully tracking where like every episode he brings up food and we've just been really clocking it every yeah. week. It's like such a delight. And on <laughs> often it's processed meat specifically. And like, I understand why you would yeah. want to talk about like a salty meat a lot. So I relate. <laughs> um, <but laughs> let's so let's great. dive in. Um, I think the first thing we wanted to talk with you about, um, because it's just so hard to get to know someone amid the chaos of like a 40-minute episode of a dating show, we wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and talk a little bit about your life before going on the show. So like, what do you do? Yeah, so I'm a software engineer and I work from home. I currently work for a startup company and I build their app, iOS and Android, as well as their website. Um, and then I'm also a product manager as well. So I product manage all of the engineering and design teams. Um, and then as well as that, I also product manage our magazines and podcasts as well. <laughs> That's a so, lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like to stay busy. <laughs> I really yeah. do. 
it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I'm, it's a, a very modern yeah. job. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I might be Regency on the show, but I'm a very modern day, independent, like fierce boss woman. Like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, what was your dating history kind of like before the show? Like, were you a serial relationship person or were you more kind of dating around and just getting exhausted? <laughs> Yeah, I think getting exhausted, the latter. I'm going to go with option D. Um, So for me, it was really the case of trying to date on dating apps um, during a pandemic, right? For the past years, it really has been tough to make connections with people, to even meet people out in public. So I resorted to dating apps. Um, I also, you know, tried to, you know, if a friend was like, oh, I have this guy, you should meet him. Okay, I'll meet him, you know, see where it goes. And none of it worked out, which is so unfortunate because I know they're good guys out there, but it's like, where are they hiding? I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude, it is way? a crapshoot <laughs> as someone who spent 10 years dating on the apps in New York City. Like, I understand. Yeah. I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. It just, it gets real monotonous. And at a certain point, you're just like, I've been swiping for so long. I'm tired. I hate this. Yeah, that's really what it feels like, um, especially when you know, the age range that I typically like to date, to be very honest, is like early 30s. I just feel like at that time, you know, like guys are like at the maturity level that I'm hoping for. And then at the same time, they're like, oh, I, you know, I got to make sure that I'm financially stable. I got to make sure I have this, this, this done in my life. So I'm just like, it's just tough. It's tough to date because I just feel like guys aren't ready for it. Um, and the ones that are, are taken. So <laughs> <laughs> they come on the market for like 30 seconds and like yeah. suddenly they've been snapped up. It's like, wow, it's tougher than the housing market right now. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> and that is rough. Like, the rental market is very bad right that's now. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. And the options are low. Okay. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> so, so when you thought about going on a show like The Courtship, like, what did you, what specific elements of dating in the real world for you did you think that dating in the Regency might alleviate or change? Yeah, you know, for me, I felt like if I were to go back in time to where things were simpler and, you know, there's no technology, there's no social media, and really just like strip it down to having real honest conversations. Um, I felt like it would be easier to make a connection, like a true deep connection, as opposed to, you know, having a list of things that you want in a person and going on a dating app and being like, okay, well, if they don't meet my qualifications, I won't even go on a date with them. So in this case, I gave opportunities to now 18 guys and got to know them before even making, you know, those snap decisions that we typically make. Um, And I feel like because we didn't have social media or technology, it was so much easier to feel connected and to make eye contact and to talk about deep things that really matter. Um, And that's something that I feel like we don't get enough of right now. That's totally true. I think one thing we've been wondering as we watch is that part of the nature of just being on any reality dating show. And I'm curious, like, whether there was something even beyond just the, you know, being taken away from your devices and just, you know, Set, set aside with these specific guys, um, whether there's something about like the rituals or the um, the manners of that era that that you found really worked against the issues you were having in real life dating. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I would say 
especially in regards to the types of dates that we had on the show, they were very just like simple and chill. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, if you think about going on a date right now, it's like, okay, let's meet at the bar. And then after we'll go to this concert and then we'll, you know, do this thing after. And it's like, these dates were riding a horse and that's it. Or we're like sharing conversation over some grapes and wine. Like, it's just simple. You know what I mean? And I think because it's so simple, we were able to connect more and have more room for space. Like typically when you would be on a date and it would feel awkward and never felt awkward to us because it was just me and one other person in that moment. And we just shared that intimacy and just kind of went with it, you know? Um, And then, yeah, I'd also say too, along with like the rituals of the past, like writing love letters and like that kind of thing, like that is so sweet and romantic to me. Um, And further on in the show, you'll see that there are more letters to come. And like being able to talk about that is so sweet and passionate. You know, it's like, wow, you thought of all these emotions that you're having and you wrote them down on paper and you're being so vulnerable because nowadays you send a DM or a text and like you're not getting, you know, a a Jane Austen level text from anyone these days. So it's just, it's like so beautiful. And I think the combination of the simple dates and then having the letters and that sort of thing really just made for a more romantic space. I get that. It's almost like being in this faux era gave you a permission structure to do things that just like simply wouldn't come up if Mm -hmm. you're just dating on the apps. So that, that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm wondering like, what was the initial pitch to you of the courtship? Like, how did you actually end up on this show? So yeah, basically I, you know, got the call about the show. It was sort of presented to me and they're like, you know, you get to, you know, ride, horses and live in a castle and be courted by guys. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what is going on? I hadn't even seen Bridgerton at that point. So I had zero clue about the era. I mean, I like, I love Pride and Prejudice, but that's just a small window of, you know, that time period. Um, and so I'm just like, okay, sure. Let's, let's take a look at it. Um, but for me, it was important because I was like, well, I'm ready to find love. Like I'm at a point in my life where like, I really want to settle down and have somebody that I, you know, want to be with. And and that means something to me. So it was a bit scary and shocking at first, but I was like, you know what? Let's have fun. Let's try it. <laughs> we also read that you were actually cast on Matt James's season of The Bachelor, but didn't end up appearing on that show. Like what happened there? And now are you kind of glad that opportunity didn't work out? Yeah, you know what? So I always feel like, and this is so cliche, but when one door closes, another one opens. And I don't think I was meant to be on that season of The Bachelor. And I think at that time in my life, I didn't feel as confident and secure in who I was. Um, It was right at the beginning of the pandemic. It was in 2020. Um, I just lost my job. I, you know, had gotten out of a really tough relationship and it was kind of just like a Hail Mary for me. Whereas going into this show, it was presented to me and I felt like, okay, I'm at a time in my life where I'm ready to do this kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. When The Bachelor didn't work out, I honestly was like, I don't think I'm ever going to do reality TV. Like, it's just, it's a lot. Like, it it just wasn't for me. And then, of course, I end up (laughs) two years later doing this, which is crazy. But, um, you know, I think, I think that I'm, I'm happy with how things turned out. I really am. And to be honest too, I'd rather be the one instead of one of many. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. 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 It's your journey. You're like come to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Like, make this about me. Make it about also me. Also good to have more than one option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing too. And I think um something really important to talk about is that 
the shows like The Bachelor, you know the lead going into it. You know the cast going into it, too. Um, with the show, I didn't know the guys and they had no idea who I was, what I looked like, what I did for a living, anything. Like that night when I walked out in that red dress was the first time that any of us had ever met each other. So there was just so much more of an element of like shock, awe, surprise, excitement. Like it was genuine. Like all of it was so genuine. And not to say that the other shows aren't, but it just has a whole different level of like, this is a fantasy and we're just like going with it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it plays into also the the dynamic you were talking about earlier of stepping away from the way we date now, which is like you research the person online before yeah. you even go on the date. And instead, mm-hmm. you are all just meeting as if you stepped, like walked into a dance hall or something and caught each other's eye for the first time. I mean, was it intimidating? Yeah. Like, did part of you wish that they knew who you were or vice versa? Or were you just really embracing that? I was embracing it. I'm I'm the kind of person, it's so funny, I don't like to to know too much before I get into things. Even with the show, I kind of was just like, okay, I'm just going to do it. We'll see what happens. Like, all right, put me in a red dress, throw me in the ballroom. Let's see how it goes. But, you know, and even, even like, you know, going into that scene, I knew I was going to have to deliver some kind of speech to the guys, right? And I remember you know, talking to production and they're like, okay, like, do you know what you're going to say? Do you feel good about it? And I'm like, listen, just let me do it. Just like, I'm going to go in there and what feels right, I'm just going to say it. So I just did it. And I'm so glad that it worked out that way because it was so genuine and it was from the heart. Like I, I meant everything I said. And, you know, I think the guys could pick up on how genuine and sort of real this whole thing was and that I wasn't planning anything. And I hope that they weren't either because if we were, then we'd come into it with, you know, preconceived notions of what we want or expectations of what would happen. Whereas we went into it completely blind and just kind of saw what would happen. I don't know. I think Mr. Shanklin did plan to sing. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Oh my gosh. I know. What what are your guys' thoughts? (laughs) Oh my God. I think you made the right decision. Yeah. (laughs) I like really related to your mom when she was just like whispering, like it was too much. Oh my gosh. Bless her. Her one-liners kill me. I'm like, she is so funny and she doesn't even know it, but yeah, she nailed it. It, it, It was, it was too much singing. I, I said it. I said it on the show. I was like, he sings more than he speaks. I'm like, I want to, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I was but, like, is it just yeah. editing or is he really singing more than he speaks? So it's <laughs> good to know that that's really how it I went. mean, it, it felt like, it at least felt like it. Okay. <laughs> and he has a great voice. He really does. But I, you know, I, I want to make sure that people are there not to be gimmicky and not to like press their career forward and not to say that that was what he was doing, but that's how it came across, you know? Right. And I think we saw that too with the doctor, you know, Dr. Shanzer in episode one, it was like, he was all about the gimmicks. And for me, it was like, are you, are you just looking for a couple minutes just to show like a bit of your funny side to make the cut? Or like, is this really who you are? It just didn't feel real. And if, right, if it rings false to you, then you're not going to connect with that person. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. move move along. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I, I needed people to be real from the start. And I feel like there were so many guys there that truly did just open up and let their vulnerability show. And they were nervous and that was okay. And I just kind of helped them, you know, feel comfortable around me. But that's what I was looking for. I wasn't looking for somebody that off the bat was just like, you know, pulling out their tricks, like <laughs> leave a little to mystery, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. He had he had nothing but props. He came with like a suitcase full of props at <laughs> that he, first fall. He certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is he keeping them? Those are very tight pants. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned that you tried to go in not too prepared just to embrace the experience. So we were curious, like, did you do anything to sort of study up on the era before going on the show? Like, did you watch Bridgerton? Did you do any historical dives or were you just like, I'm going to go in with a clean, a clean slate? Yeah, definitely. So as, as I said, I had never seen Bridgerton prior to being approached for the show. And once I was approached, I was like, okay, I got to watch it. There's so much hype. Reggae Jean-Pierre is gorgeous. All right, I'll watch it. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) If anything, I'll do it for him. So I binge watched it in the weekend and I was like, okay, this is everything. Like the show is so magical. Seeing how much effort guys put into dating and courting back then, I was like, I'm sorry. Could this, could guys nowadays even pretend to do this? So I did have a bit of an expectation of how the guys should like interact with me. And I feel like they did live up to it. I really do. I think that they embraced it really well. Um, but also I do love Pride and Prejudice. That's like one of my favorite movies, the Keira Knightley version. Um, so I rewatched that a couple of times and it's just like, it's so magical and romantic. And the whole time I was like, all right, who's my Mr. Darcy? Like, who's my Mr. Wickham? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> you know? Who do you think was your Mr. Wickham? I well, so I can't reveal that just yet because okay, okay, okay I think okay. I'll I'll have to reveal it later on in the season because I really do think there was a Mr. Wickham and I definitely oh my gosh oh, I can't wait yeah and I definitely know that there is a Mr. Darcy um you could probably even pick up on him even now but oh I'm I'm even more excited to watch the rest of the season now yeah um, we'll <laughs> we'll get more into the specific guys or or the experience of dating a little bit later, but we wanted to talk about your court. Um, you came on the show with your parents, your sister, and your, your friend, Tessa. How did you convince them to do this? Like, were they excited to come do this with you or were they sort of like, I'm not going to England for a few (laughs) weeks to wear gowns? Yeah. This is my favorite question because I didn't convince them. Um, (laughs) what, yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, my, especially my parents, they're very private people. Um, And they've had, you know, careers where they've been very influential and they just like, their reputation is everything. I mean, if you went up to them and you were like, you want to be on TV, they'd be like, hell no. Okay. So basically what happened was I, you know, going through the casting process or whatever, it became pretty clear towards the end that I had a good opportunity of being on the show. And my parents already knew about it at that point and knew that they would have to be a part of it. And uh, they kind of got together without me in the room and they were like, well, I mean, if Nicole makes it, like, we got to support her. And they were like, she hasn't once asked us or told us that we had to do it. I told them, I was like, if you all want to do it, great. But if you don't, like, I don't need to do the show because I feel like my life is fulfilling as is. But if you want to do it, like, one hell of a journey, right? Let's, why not? So, yeah, they got together and they were like, okay, let's support her. She hasn't, you know pleaded with us or made, asked us to do it. Like, you know what I mean? So it genuinely was them just wanting to support me. And I think that that's something that's so true to my family is that we'll do anything for each other. Like we'll, we'll put ourselves in the most uncomfortable positions to make sure that 
you know, everybody's happy. Um, You're like, we will them. wear corsets Listen, for each other. my dad was wearing tights. I'm like, what is going <laughs> on? I'm like, and even my brother too. I can't believe that he ended up coming out. Um, it's just all of it was like, I, I just, I truly do have the best family. Like it comes across on TV that we're so close and we really are and like so supportive. And I, I just love him for that. I really do. Oh my God. That is so sweet. And it was cool that you got to like bring a friend along. Yeah. Yes. That was a funny story because obviously I'm trying to find a friend to be a part of it. That's, um, you know, that's single because it's obviously tougher to find somebody that's in a relationship to do this kind of thing. But um, (laughs) I remember calling Tessa and I FaceTimed her and I was like, what are the chances that you'd come with me to the UK? And for about, you know, couple months or whatever and help me find love. Like, what do you think? Live in a castle? And she's like, are you kidding me? What is going on? She's like, it's always an adventure with you, Nicole. I never know what to expect. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) But yeah. And then she was like, you know, I think, I think I can make it work and I'll never forget. She told me her mom goes, Tessa, if you need to quit your job and do this, do it. Cause it sounds like one hell of a ride. Don't miss out on this. And I'm like, yes. That's so true, though. It's like, why would you ever, like, if if this door opens and you can do it, just, like, lean into it. I I truly believe that things are presented to you at the right time in your life. And that's how I feel about this show. You're not going to look back on your life and be like, I wish I hadn't quit my job to spend two months with my best friend dressed in Regency gowns. And hanging out with some hot guys. Like, you're not going to say that. Yeah. You're not going to regret it. And the great thing, too, is that she ended up not having to quit her job and she worked remotely. So it all worked out perfectly. Right? Like, Wait, I love that. This really is a fairy tale. Um, No, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, (laughs) this is a COVID fairy tale. Also, I have to say one of my favorite moments of the early part of the season was Tessa's just like visceral disgust with Mr. Safa's attempts (laughs) to hit on her. Like, and his yeah. complete lack of awareness. Like, he's like, yeah, this is really going well for me. And she's like, I'm helping my friend. My friend. Yes. Yeah. What? That was very interesting, especially to watch. Because um, <laughs> obviously, I haven't seen any of the guys' conversations that they've had in the parlor or the conversations that they've had with my court where I'm not present. So... And she described it to me. She was like, listen, Nicole, I could not have been more uninterested in what he had to say. And watching it back, I'm like, this guy can't read. Like, <laughs> he can't. No. He it can't. was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't pick up on any social cues. He goes back and he's like, yeah, I think she's into me. Like, all the stuff. And I'm like, oh, no. And all the guys are like, good for you, bro. Meanwhile, like, <laughs> great. Send him home. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was trusting all the wrong people, including himself and his own gut instincts during yeah. that whole. And was that something was that cringy. you guys had thought about? And like, had you and Tessa and and Danny discussed how to handle a situation like this, where a suitor just like completely shows his ass in this way while you're not there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I talked to Tessa specifically um, in regards to the fact that you know I was there to find love and. She was there to be a part of the process. And she told me right from the beginning, like, Nicole, this is your journey. And however I can support you, I'm going to do that. Like, it's not about me. So, you know, if if anything happens, like, I have your back. And we saw that. She clearly had my back. And she was able to kind of suss out what was going on with Mr. Safa. Because, my goodness, that... 
I still can't get over how he tried to talk to her even on the way out. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, that's what my court was there for. And even my sister, like she's not letting anything fly. So yeah. she loved me I love. <laughs> I loved when you were like, you don't need to talk to her. Like that's oh, not. Oh <laughs> yeah. I, you know, there were so many things in my head and I was like, but the most important thing right now is just to get him out the door. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then my Another sister finished. Another great decision. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, here you go. Here's the door. Yeah. But I, I mean, he didn't need to talk to her. I'm like, what else do you have to say? She's not interested. Um, is this your Hail Mary? The show is not about you. You know, it's just... Goodbye. That's that's goodbye. Yeah. And I, I really did try throughout the whole process to put myself in the guy's shoes and really be empathetic with them as far as like, this is a scary situation to be in. You're dating one girl and multiple guys. You can feel insecure. You can feel uncomfortable. You're in a different country. Um, you're being vulnerable. I get that. But don't disrespect me in front of my whole family. Like that crosses the line. And I felt like he did that. Yeah, I completely agree. And I I appreciated how, how you handled it uh, in that moment. And uh, I think, you know, I think we're going to take a quick break uh, to really sit with this memory of Mr. Safa blowing his shit up. And we'll be right back to talk more about the courtship with Nicole Remy. Can you keep up? I like love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. 
Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And 
my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back. Something that we did want to talk to you about was a conversation that you had with Mr. Cones, um, in which you talked about the painful memories that you have and the painful experience of having boys not ask you out because you're Black. How do you think experiencing that kind of racism and rejection in your romantic past shaped how you approach dating within this show? Yeah, wow. That was... That was a that was a very real conversation. And I'm so grateful that I had it with him of any of the guys there because of how he reacted to it. He was just, he realized and recognized his white privilege and then validated mm-hmm. how I was feeling. And that's that's all I'm asking for, you know. Going into this experience again, I didn't know what the guys looked like. They didn't know what I looked like. So I had to recognize the fact that some guys there might not be attracted to me and that's okay. And if that's the case, I just needed them to be honest. And I felt like specifically with Mr. Safa, that was the issue was that he wasn't into me, whether it was the color of my skin or the color of my hair, as he said that he's into blondes, um, which is code for I'm not into black girls. And I've heard that before. Um, You know, it's, I, again, had to just be like, okay, you, you know, he's, he's, he's not into me and that's okay. But like, don't waste my time and don't make me look like a fool. And, you know, even talking about it makes me emotional because it's like, this is real. You know, I've had this happen far too many times. And it's just, it's it's frustrating even that, you know, we're in 2022 and we're still having to talk about this. Like, come on, fuck that. <laughs> you know? Fuck that. Yeah. 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 It, was a, it was a really great conversation. And one thing that we really noticed about you, at least this far in the show, and I'm sure it will continue, is that you you always handle these difficult conversations really well. And you're very open and empathetic with all of the men on the show. And you find ways to kind of admire what they bring to the table, singing aside, um, to just be open to their, <laughs> their good qualities, to share in their feelings. So I'm wondering, like, how did you find a way to balance that with the need that you had to stay focused on what you were feeling and what you were looking for and what you needed from a partner. Yeah, that was that was actually probably one of the toughest things. Um, I I think one of my biggest strengths is my empathy, but also it's one of my biggest downfalls because it does weigh on me when I 
take on the emotions of other people, you know? And that's a really tough thing. And I remember having a conversation with Christian Cones at one point and he was like, Nicole, you've got to like, let your heart rest. Like you can't, you can't feel bad for every guy that you send home or you can't feel sad for every time that a guy feels upset. You know, he's like, you've got to, you've got to be able to separate the two. And that's a really good point because it's tough enough when you're dating somebody and taking on just one person's emotions, but try taking on 18, you know? (laughs) I can't imagine. Like that sounds Mm -hmm. so difficult. And it, and it is true that you do have to kind of I would imagine draw that boundary because or else you are expending all of your energy being like, am I making this person upset when it's like, no, the goal here is for me to be clear about what I want, what I need and, and kind of follow that. So I admire you for for being able to do Mm -hmm. that and still maintaining that, that fundamental empathy, because it is a really nice quality and frankly, not always one that we see expressed on from the lead on on dating shows so like Mm -hmm. that's something that we've really enjoyed about watching you in the lead role thank you I appreciate that yeah I mean it's it's a scary thing to do like it we're all I I always said like we're all in a different country wearing things we typically wouldn't wear around people that we're not typically around you know like the guys are wearing tights like what's going on you know and it's just like I had to have so much empathy because it felt so uncomfortable. And I know it was so vulnerable for a lot of the guys there. And men today are not used to being vulnerable, whether it's like in conversations, how they dress, you know, how they treat other people. It's this was a very different situation for the guys there. So I had to keep that in mind. Yeah. I mean, one situation where we've already seen this come up and create sort of a thorny situation for you is with Mr. Bokikio, who seems to be at the center of a fair amount of drama already. And, you know, after a couple episodes sort of conveyed to you that he felt like he wasn't sure that you were enough there for him and you, you were trying to access empathy for him and his situation um, because you were having such a good connection with him. But like looking back, how are you feeling about watching this relationship progress so far? Yeah, I have very mixed emotions about it, to be honest. Um, I think when you're in it, you do have a bit of a blinder and you see what you want to see. And also, I wasn't able to see conversations that he had with the other guys. I will say I always appreciated when he made time for me. Um, That first date was the most romantic, adorable date ever. Um, And he's always very honest about the fact, you know, whether it's what I want to hear, don't want to hear, he's very honest. So I feel like those three things, like Mr. Bokikio does really well. However, with that being said, his constant sort of like making me feel bad about dating multiple guys or questioning how I can feel about him while dating other people. This is what you signed up for. And it's my journey and you're a part of it. It can't all be about you. And I felt like sometimes he tried to make it about himself, which I thought was unfair. And I didn't really see it as much throughout the process. And now watching it back, I'm like, huh, okay. Red flag for sure. <laughs> you know? like, I'm gonna yeah, be now I'm just like, hmm, is yeah. he Mr. Wickham? I guess uh, we'll I don't know. see. We have our I thoughts. We'll see. We You'll have our see. thoughts. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I, it's, it's interesting watching it back because at the time I definitely had blinders, but I think my brother called it out really well in episode five and was like, you know, 
some guys will say just enough to reassure you of what you want to hear, but he's the kind of guy that's probably not ready. And I don't know how you guys feel about it, but that's kind of what I'm picking up on watching it back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have this the situation where you have your your family and friend here to sort of help you, but you don't always agree on who is the right fit for you. So how did you deal with having feelings for someone that your family didn't like or vice versa with your family having feelings for someone that maybe you didn't like as much like Mr. Castronovo? Oh my God. I know when my mom cried when he left. Oh, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, that was tough. And I knew, um, I knew that this could happen. Obviously my family's never, or my parents have never been a part of my dating life. Typically, definitely not to this extent. Right. Um, <laughs> they've never met the guy that I've dated on the first date. Okay. Even before I met them. Um, but I, I will say that they always respected what I did. But of course, they would voice their opinions when they felt it was necessary. Um, with Mr. Kashinovo, he's a great guy. He really is. But I just didn't feel that like romantic chemistry with him. And I think that they could see that too. Um, I think that they just wanted him as a son-in-law, bless them. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and to make pizza, you know, with and yeah. that sort of yeah. thing. And yeah, but, but you know, with, with what happened with Mr. Bokikio and then my brother addressing it, like I didn't want to hear it at the time because I knew how I felt about him and you know, my biggest concern was ending up with somebody that my family didn't approve of. And so going through this process, I'm like, well, you know, I appreciate your opinions, but if it's somebody I really like, like, don't tell me, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of tough to be completely like, tell me everything, but at the same time, like, wait, but I feel this way about somebody like, don't, don't tell me that. (laughs) It's totally a a delicate balancing act because yeah, ultimately you do have to go with someone that you feel that spark with and that you're into. You can't just be like, well, my parents enjoy Mr. Castronovo, so I guess I have to marry him. Like, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not going to be how this is going to go. So I imagine that is, was definitely like, that's a lot. That's a lot of feedback to take into consideration and balance with your own feelings all at once and try to make the best decision. We're wondering, are there any guys that you feel like we should be keeping an eye on as as the season goes on? Would you say in like a, like they step up kind of way or they're like, uh-uh, kind of way? Either, either. Okay. Just, yeah. Some sl- and any sleepers in the ranks that, that we're not uh, focusing on enough? Definitely. So I would say don't sleep on Mr. Judge. He is mm. an incredible guy and he's so sweet. And he's just the kind of guy that you would want to have around. Um, And he's more quiet and reserved, but that doesn't mean that he isn't ready to be vulnerable and ready to open up for love. So keep an eye on him. Um, Keep an eye on Mr. Holland. I think, you know, he is so funny and he has, you know, the most beautiful heart. He has a daughter. He's so sweet. Like, he's just, he's a bright light throughout the show. So definitely keep an eye on him. Um, and then keep an eye on Mr. Chapman. Uh, I think everybody can kind of sense our chemistry. And <laughs> if you watch tonight's episode, yes. you'll see some of that unfold. So stay tuned. <laughs> I'm like, mom, dad, don't watch. But, um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he 
he's so cute. <laughs> oh my God. No, I know he is. It's so funny. Tessa, <laughs> Tessa would joke around and be like, that jawline, it could cut glass. I'm like, oh. yeah, it could. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I would say, yeah, keep an eye on those three because they're they're not always at the forefront of the episodes, but they really do contribute to my journey in a really um, interesting and positive way. So I think that that's great. And then also, you know, watch out for Mr. Bokikio. It's kind of like, you know, what's he going to say this week? Like, what's he going to smirk about this week? Who's he going to piss <laughs> off this week? How insecure is he going to make me feel this week? That kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I cool, say, cool, cool. Right, cool. No, it's like totally fine, right? Um, and then I would say watch out for um, Captain Kim, but not necessarily in a negative way. But I would say keep him in mind just because he really does take the gentlemanly, chivalrous aspect of the show, like, to the highest level. And that's, like, his code of conduct, like he says. Like, he's he's very much so the guy that's going to stick by what he stands for every single minute of the day. And that can put him in some situations that are really uncomfortable. But what I always appreciated was that he was himself, you know? So I think just keep him in your mind as you watch as well. Oh, I'm. I these are some people that I was definitely sleeping on a little bit. So I'm yeah, going to be watching exciting. with fresh this is eyes. Great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we haven't even talked about Captain Kim, even though he's been on the dance card so many times. Uh, there's definitely some sort of uh, fraught like relationship there that like you both want to make it work, but it's like there are issues to be worked out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so. I remember when I met him for the first time and I was like, you're one of the most attractive people I've ever met. Like, you just, the way you hold yourself, the way you carry yourself, that hair, I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Great hair. Great Great hair. hair. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, this guy just, he has it all. He's smart. Like, he's been in the military before. Like, he understands, like, etiquette and how to treat a woman. Like, I just, I really appreciated all that from the start. Um... And, you know, it's it's tough for him because he's not used to dating one girl with other guys as everybody there is. But he had a really tough heartbreak um, when he was younger. And that makes it really difficult for him to trust in this process and to trust me and how I feel in him. Um, but I I always told him, I was like, dude, you're so attractive. Like, I everything about you I'm into. Like, be secure and confident in that, you know? Um, and I know it was tough for him, so there's a little bit of back and forth there. Okay. Well, we will be keeping our eyes on him. Another thing we wanted to talk about was the outfits because, oh yes. my gosh, they it's just an embarrassment of riches. So many beautiful <laughs> silhouettes and colors and, you know, like a mixed bag of historical accuracy <laughs> there. I picked the but most very liberties. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you're the lead. You can dress however you want. Yeah. Yeah, we were like, we get it. Nicole wants a defined waist. I, too, would want a defined waist. So, understandable. (laughs) Yes. Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah. So, how did that work? Did you guys get to choose? Did you get to choose your dresses? Did your court get to choose dresses? Were you just sort of presented with a wardrobe? What was the process of making this look happen? Yeah, so... Basically, from the moment I got casted, they were like, all right, send us your measurements and we're going to hand make Italian silk couture gowns for you. I'm thinking, okay, again, I get it. Cool. Awesome. Um, This is unreal. (laughs) (laughs) And I show up and they have this like massive tent, which is the costume tent. And they have six seamstresses sewing day and night. 
new costumes for, you know, episodes coming. And every every week or so, they would get new boxes in from Paris of new dresses that were just made. Um, I can't even tell you how many people were in the whole costume department. And they would, you know, make sure we got dressed from head to toe every day. And that even would take 30 minutes sometimes. Like, the whole thing was so cool. Um, I didn't get to pick what I wore, but let me tell you, I loved it all. I really did. (laughs) Um, And it was so cool. Along the back of the tent, they had this like massive row of fabrics that hadn't been used yet. And so we would, my my sister Tessa and I would kind of go through and be like, oh my gosh, okay, but like imagine this one in this kind of fashion, you know? But, um, But for sure, the outfits, especially mine, are a little bit more like modern day. And I remember... There was one outfit in particular, and I asked the designer, Tom, I was like, all right, Tom, stay with me here. Imagine this, leotard underneath, tool skirt, tool skirt comes off, and it's just the leotard. What do you think? Modern day meets Regency. And he's like, oh my God. (laughs) He's like, that won't work. I'm like, okay, I get it. So now I push the boundary. I know where the boundary is. No leotard, tool skirt, fly off Madonna moments. Got it, got it. Okay. See, now that I would have loved, just like really go for it. You know, they should have, I think they should have taken that suggestion. (laughs) Me too. I love that. But you'll see tonight in tonight's episode um, with the Bacchanal, if you've seen the previews, we kind of depart from Regency and it's very fun and risque. So that'll be fun to see. Yeah, I'm so excited for this episode. (laughs) What about, so your court is often sort of in semi-coordinated looks. Um, Mm -hmm. was the, was the idea here to have them be sort of like the bridal party and just kind of like creating a backdrop for you with them and sort of coordinated gowns or like, I mean, that's sort of how it looked. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. I haven't really thought about that, but I will say that anytime we were all in a scene together, the outfits were coordinated, um, to sort of create that really beautiful visual picture that you see on TV. Um, and the designer, Tom, he's just, I, I i would love to be in his brain for a day just to figure <laughs> out how he matches, you know, the hats with the cravats and the and the fascinators and the different laces. It's just beautiful. So um, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not really sure how, how he envisioned all of it, but it definitely did lend to me standing out, which was really cool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's not afraid of color. He has a very no. interesting uh, yes. eye that's very bold. Very um, bold. And I'll say, too, that the dresses that you've seen so far are, like, nothing compared to, like, what you're going to continue to see. It oh, just so gets excited. better and better and and more exciting. And not that what you've seen isn't amazing, but it's just, like, that's incredible. And then it goes, like, 110% beyond. Oh, my God. The yeah. design team must have had so much fun. This right? is, like, a great assignment. What about the menswear? How did you feel about it? Were you like, this is less sexy or more sexy than what my dates might wear, <laughs> like out at a bar in the real world? Okay, I'll tell you, I loved it. And I'll explain this to you because I have said from day one, my guy is in this room because he is willing to dress in tights and a cravat and dance on a ballroom floor and be vulnerable and let his guard down while doing it. Like, that's my guy. Like, I know it. You know what I mean? I want a guy that's down to be down, down to wear crazy things and do crazy things and try things out of their comfort zone. Like, that's what I'm looking for. So I absolutely loved it. Um, And some of the guys really wore the outfits really well. Um, And there were some that I think the top hats didn't suit everybody very well. Um, Some of them looked like Mr. Peanut. (laughs) 
but I think a lot of them, I think a lot of them wore it really well. And that was fun to see, you know? They're all out there being like, am I one of the ones who looked like Mr. Peanut? Like going back <laughs> through all my photos of oh me in a God. top hat. I would look like Mr. Peanut in a top hat. Right? I'm like, bless them for trying. It's sweet. I think it's, I think it's cool. (laughs) Um, And you've, yeah, you've checked that box with them all right away. Like, you know, every guy there is willing to go there with you. And that's, that's a great filter. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we should, we should wrap up by asking, are we going to watch you find love? Like, are you happy now? Well, I can't give away whether or not I found love. Um, But what I can say is that, and you've probably seen it already, I'm developing connections with multiple guys on the show, which I was nervous about going into this thinking like, what if I don't fall for anybody or what if nobody falls for me? Um, And I don't think that was the case. I really think that connections were made and that made it that much more confusing and difficult and stressful and exciting. Um, so you'll be able to see that journey unfold. And I think at the end of the day too, like, I can't say if I found love for a specific, you know, I can't say if I'm in love and with somebody right now, but what I can say is that I did find a lot of love for myself throughout this journey, which was, I think, even more valuable than finding a partner. So. Absolutely. So now that you've had space from it, you're like, I, I feel good about where I landed. Like I'm in a good place now. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's tough to say that in entirety, watching the show back and realizing, oh, shit, sorry. Oh, crap. Like, this kind of stuff was happening, you know? You can curse. Oh, yeah. okay. I've, I've cursed, like, <laughs> seven times already. <laughs> okay, good. I'm like, yeah, oh, shit. Like, you know, did I really make the right decision? But I think what I can be very confident in and very settled in is knowing that I made the best decision for myself at the time every single time. And I listened to my heart. And regardless of whether or not I feel like that was the right choice moving forward, I feel confident knowing that I made the right choice for me in that moment. So I'm proud about that, proud that I stuck to my, you know, stuck to what I believed in and just kind of went with it. And I think this is my big question because I want advice for my love life. Whether you're currently single or not, like coming out of this experience, what are any rituals or customs or habits of Regency courtship that you want to keep for your modern love life that like you want to adopt and absorb into how you approach love now? Yeah. Oh gosh. There are many, but I would really say the love letters are just the cutest thing on the planet. I love it. Um, My parents were long distance for five years before they got married and they would write letters to each other. My dad would write poems and I'm like, oh my God. Okay, dear John, like here we are. I love it. Um, (laughs) So, you know, just like taking things simple and like putting away a phone. Next time you go on a date, like don't allow any phones. Don't, Don't allow any technology and see how it goes and just work on eye contact and really having deep, meaningful conversations and see, you know, how much further your relationship progress. I think that's really important. I think that's something that we're missing right now. No, I think you're completely right. And I think that those are actually really great and actionable takeaways. My boyfriend is always yelling at me when I'm like, just out of habit, will grab my phone during dinner. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm addicted to technology. (laughs) You're right. Why? I don't know. So I think that's like a really important takeaway. And also just, yeah, let's all write each other more letters, you know, love letters, platonic letters. I, I, I love that. Mm -hmm. a really sweet takeaway that's a beautiful note to end on Nicole thank you so much for chatting with us we've been 
just dying to hear more about your experience and to get to know you. And this has been such a treat. So fun. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you guys are enjoying the journey and stay tuned because things get pretty fun and exciting and great. (laughs) Oh my God, I can't wait. And that's it for this bonus episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks so much to our wonderful guest, Nicole Remy. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please rate us five stars and leave a review. And of course, help us spread the word about our show, especially to your friends who used to listen to us as Here to Make Friends. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com with your questions, voice memos, and suggestions for shows you'd like to see us cover in The Bachelor offseason. You can also find us on Twitter at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod. And you can find our newsletter on Substack at ClaireandEmma.substack.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming. Stitcher. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist, you'll want to invite everyone over. From book club to reality TV watch parties, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is infused with two times more essential oil versus regular Airwick Essential Mist for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is perfectly portable and effortlessly easy. The way fragrance should be. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick.